Holy shit, I'm still full from turkey. You? Same. Uh, let's do this. All of you files. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. Listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. You totally threw me off with the singing. <laughs> Yay! I love it. We are a paranormal podcast where we talk about creepy shit we find on the internet that entertains us. Yeah. Hopefully, it entertains you. Maybe. Mm, I hope so. It's not know. always creepy. Sometimes it's questionable or just yeah. you can't put your finger on it like weird shit on the internet things things that make you go hmm Hmm. i'm not gonna sing i'm not gonna sing i'm not gonna (laughs) but i'm clayton abbott and i'm kitsy duncan and we're so fucking happy you're here thank you to everyone who came and spent their friday evening with us last week in louisville it was the final live event of the year which is so crazy just so crazy how busy we've been all of 2019, really, and just to end it there, um, the GalaxyCon shows have been so great to us. So great to us. Just um, inviting us to come. And we've already had different conventions reaching out to us now yes. about their events, which is also exciting so that we could just get to go to other parts of the country to see all of you. Yes, absolutely. And if you know somebody that wants us to do their podcast anywhere, let us know. Oddity Files crew at Gmail. We're still working on that whole um What's it called when somebody... Oh, agent thing. Yeah, we don't have one of those. Or a manager or anything. We just do everything all by our lonesome. Yeah, no manager. Yeah, we kick ass and take names. I don't know who, how long a manager would stick around. Are you kidding me? You'd get so sick of me. They would just say, just do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but yeah, so Turkey Day has come and gone. It has. Had quite a few people over at my house and... So fucking glad they're gone. You know what perfect time to listen to this episode is while you're Black Friday shopping. Do you Black Friday shop? No. No, me neither. So back like when I was a kid, obviously well before like Cyber Monday and all that, right. when like if you wanted something, you had to go to a store to get it. Mm-hmm. My, the good old days. Right. My mom and my sisters, my cousins, they all would wake up bright and early mm-hmm. friday morning none of the like 4 a.m stuff no before it got so out of hand because used to you'd get there like 6 a.m and yeah. that was early they didn't even open till like 6 a.m right. now they don't fucking close yeah. but they would wake up and it was kind of a tra- like a tradition by accident right because it just like happened so they would all go and then once they got all their crazy shopping done me um my cousin their um like their husbands we would meet them for lunch Oh, after, that's cool. <laughs> around like, you know, noon or yeah. one when we were waking up. Yeah. Well, as with good reason. Right. I've done it twice. Hated every fucking minute of it. Oh my it. gosh. I could not do it. It's too fucking people-y. So what and are we talking about? These are these are our listeners. They're not out Black Friday shopping. They're waiting for Cyber Monday. Absolutely. But they're listening to this on their couch, eating some leftover turkey. Hopefully. And we appreciate that, guys, because you're fucking awesome. What blows my mind is that November's over. The year is practically over. I know that we've talked about it, you know, every last Friday of the month that we're like, oh, my gosh, this month's already gone. Yeah. This month's already gone. But it really has 
I don't know why it feels like 2019 was just a blur. You know, as they say, like, time only goes by faster as you get older. It's so true. Dude, you just wait. (laughs) It's so true. We say it at the end of every month, but I feel like we're saying it every other day. It's true. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, we're busy, we're happy, we're busy, but it's it's been it's been a year. A good year. It really has been. Yeah. However, we have to give a little shout out to DJ Jimmy. Tomorrow, November thirtieth, is when he gets on the ship. Oh, bon voyage. So Oh, I so wanna set up like a love boat thing and, I, <laughs> and he can like wave and throw confetti like in the seventies. That'd be amazing. So if from Tomorrow, November 30th, 2019, till May 10th, 2019, you find yourself on the Norwegian Breakaway. Find him. Find DJ Jimmy and uh, take a selfie with him and tag us yes. at Oddity Files on all the social medias. Yes, because and he we would will share it love everywhere. to see you guys. I'm sure he would just like to see a familiar face or just, you know, have something in common with somebody. Absolutely. That's um, so cool. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. How are you holding up? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's always like after after like seeing him like that first day is just like the worst. Yeah. But then it's like, OK, well, like okay. back on track, you know, okay, but it's just like Ugh. it's hard. Right. It is. I mean, six months is a long time. It's a it's a long fucking. I've been married for 24 years and I don't know if I could handle six months away from my husband still to this right. day. Well, so. when we were in Australia, remember oh two weeks, gosh. I was so granted homesick. you were like also sick sick very sick but that didn't help but not uh, like eye swollen shut looking like sloth <laughs> sick but the worst travel cold ever yeah. nothing too creepy going on here other than you know the world being a little too peopley for me right now yeah we've got some time off and i've got all the projects planned around the house i've gotten a lot of shit done and then i'm just gonna be bored i know well that's why i was like you know it does come at a good time his contract because it's like I'll have a chance to go a couple times before work picks back up. Yeah, yeah. That's because I mean, as you know, and as some of our fans who also are used to seeing what our day job is, right? Once it starts, it's like buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when shows are back to back to back, it's like put on your big girl panties because it's right. gonna be a ride. So I've said that multiple times. Like, okay, at least the first like three months, yeah, we don't have anything. Yeah. Absolutely. So if I like, I could go down back to back. Hell, you guys could come as well. You know, we totally could. You could go on one of the cruises. All of his itineraries are a week or yeah, just seven days. So, wow. Ooh, maybe who do we need to talk to to do a live podcast at sea (gasps) again? But like, yes, a real one. Oh, because that one we just recorded while on a boat. Right. But, but if anybody's gonna know anybody, it's gonna be Jimmy. What about six men? I don't know if. I wonder if they do like a podcast cruise. <laughs> oh, Lord. That would be fun. They have like podcast conventions right. now. Let us know if you guys know or if you would have any desire to listen to us talk and also b- book a cruise just to do that. <laughs> and watch me sing, oh, Mickey, wasted with headphones on that and no alone music. It's <laughs> priceless. <laughs> However much they ask, pay it. No, then it's terrible. Thank God you only put that up on the stories and it's not out there anywhere. Right. Except your phone. Um, I've got some paranormal in the news. Hit me. So this one says 25 celebrities who practice witchcraft or the occult. This comes to us from Pop Crush. 
So spells, full moons, black cats are just a few of the many spooky elements consistently tied to the Halloween season, though for some celebrities, these are year-round components to their belief of supernatural forces and witchcraft. Um, so when we're celebrities, we can be in this article. That's fine. Why yeah. aren't we already? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you pretty much just want to hear the nitty-gritty, the, the list. We've got... Ariana Grande once told Complex, I'm assuming that's a magazine or something, about an experience she had fighting a demon. She supposedly photographed the encounter, but couldn't send it to anyone because it was 666 megabytes. Lame. Sounds like it's all made up. Yeah. So she had a picture of the demon. Okay. But she couldn't send it because it was 666 megabytes. She just couldn't send it electronically. I don't know what the fuck it means. (laughs) Sounds like a bunch of hooey. I have a friend who grew up with her. Really? Literally, like they have kid photos together. Oh, that's hilarious. I should be like, question. (laughs) Has she expanded her iCloud? Like, can she send this to us? Next up, Lana Del Rey. I don't know who some of these people are. I've like heard the names. I'm assuming she's a singer. Yes, she is. Okay. She confirmed to NME that she used witchcraft to place a hex on U.S. President Donald Trump. <laughs> what? That's all I'm saying. Next up, this one was no surprise to me, David Bowie. David Bowie has a fascination with had. Excuse me, sorry. A fascination with ghosts and UFOs. According to Backstage Passes, Life on the Wild Side, a memoir by his wife, Angie, he feared that the witches were after him. That's got to suck. Yeah. Sometimes I have those days too. But I, I hold the witches close to me and they <laughs> take care of me. Um, Azalea Banks? Sure. Um, in a series of videos posted on her Instagram account, Rapper Azalea Banks admitted to practicing brujia, the Spanish word for witchcraft. Bruja, oh, okay. I think is what it is. I don't know. You can email me and let me know. For my story, I spelled several things phonetically. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Next up, Lord, whom I love. Oh, wow. Love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be no surprise to anyone. I am not weirded out by ghosts or spirits. I'm basically a witch, Lord told the daily telegraph same girl same i can see her being on that realm i'm so drawn to her i i don't it's her voice it's her look it's everything and then there's adele speaking of amazing fucking voices she credits spiritual crystals uh spiritual crystal healing for calming her pre-show nerves holistically. Really? Same girl. She actually, little known fact about Adele, she is very open about how nervous she still gets to stay before performing to the point like she'll like literally start throwing up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she just has crazy pre-show nerves. I don't get nervous before we go up because I don't have time to think about it. But afterwards, poor Clayton has to listen to it. I beat myself up. It's like the opposite. Now, you've gotten so much better. The first couple, like... Because I know you don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> that's not true. You just... I feel like you've gotten better. I Yeah. We we both really have. Yeah. I mean, our, our first one wasn't terrible, but it, no. we were just like, what the fuck are we doing? That's actually more so. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I think we were... Uh, photo ops was going to hell in a handbasket because we were gone. Right. Chris was texting us while we were at the podcast. <laughs> and I was the like... The fuck are ah. you? Next up, not another one that's not a surprise, Bjork. 
Bjork's Wiccan association stems from having been in a band called K-U-K-L, Kukul? Sure. Kaigel? I don't know. Which means witchcraft in medieval Icelandic. If you're from Iceland, let me know how you say that. And her feature in a movie about witchcraft called The Juniper Tree. Oh, I like this one too. Next up, Grimes. Um, Grimes' aesthetic is classified as witch house and a cult-themed dark electronic music genre. Okay. I have to look in, look into that. I think I have some of her music on my phone. Not a million percent sure. And the queen herself, Beyonce. Beyonce's former drummer, Kimberly Thompson, believed that the singer was using extreme witchcraft to tap into her phone and control her finances. She, the drummer, believed that Beyonce yes. was using like a form of witchcraft or telepathy. To just for her, her finances. Phone. Yeah. But through is her it, phone. Is it cashing checks she's doing? Is she like, adding more money? Or is she like trading stocks? I, like I don't know. We need to get the drummer on the phone. <laughs> yeah. What's what was her name? Uh Kimberly something. Kimberly Thompson. Does any wow, that's a descript one. <laughs> if anyone has any ideas of how we could contact Miss Kimberly. I'd rather talk to Beyonce. Well, yeah, but well, true. That's like I think we get along swimmingly. <laughs> Who is our bucket list celebrity story? Like, if you had to pick one person, I'm putting you on the spot. Michelle Obama. Really? She has stories about the White House. I mean, that one, she, that's up there. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go for it, yeah. go big or go fucking home. Ooh, that is good. What about you? Hmm. I was going to say Neil Armstrong. Does he have a ghost story? I mean, he went to the moon. And there's got to be shit on the moon. He's got, he had to have seen something that yeah. they're like, you can't talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Why he would decide to talk about it. Is he still alive? I don't know. Hold on. We might have to cut this and me pick someone else. Dead or up. Well, I mean, Does if he- we can talk to him, we just need the wonder box. Oh, he died 2012. Oh. There you go. Uh, well, let's uh, much be, be be much harder to do it via the Wonder Box. So let's uh, pick somebody. That's so alive. terrible. He died in two thousand twelve. Um, well, that really just shot me down. Do 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 And the question is, I'm well now. I'm just trying to think like who, like someone that has had experiences. Um, I don't know. There are so many people. Yeah. I didn't even think about the whole White House thing um, because she could tell you whether it's haunted, secret layers. Passageways, all right. the stuff. That is a good one. I guess anyone really who's been at that level at the White House. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she, she, I've read somewhere that either she or Barack told their ghost story. Oh, yeah, so they they legit say it's haunted. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. I mean, a l- think about. I mean, it burned. You know, it's Abraham Lincoln. R- Ooh, that would be cool. I know, right? That'd be really cool. <laughs> Gosh, now I'm just I can't think like who I would want to talk. Okay, pick to. a Marvel actor. Oh, um, I would probably Let's narrow it down a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Um, who seems the most? To be honest, I think Elizabeth Olsen would be awesome. 
Which I feel like... Because she plays the Scarlet Witch, one. That Two, does have she's fucking it. awesome. But I feel like she just is more like in tune with that sort of thing. Yeah. A lot of them, I don't... I'm sure like they've had some sort of experience, but I don't feel like they're like into it. Tom Holland and I talked ghosts. Really? Yeah. The house he grew up in was haunted. Oh. I'm surprised. We need to yeah. make that happen. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, or Hiddleston. But I just... He's such a nice guy. Yeah. He really um, is. Okay. So yeah, let's say Marvel, it would be Elizabeth Olsen or Tom Hiddleston. But I just feel like Elizabeth Olsen, like I said, she's one of those like that would have an experience and then like want to know more. And so like try to get Absolutely. more to come out. And be so excited about it. She's just a great human being. Yeah. I adore her. Okay. On to the story at hand. Sam Smith once posted a photo of his collection's of gems on Instagram. A source told the Daily Mirror that he had bought them with the hope that crystal healing would bring him love. Oh, wow. J-Lo in 2011, a rumor floated around that J-Lo's godmother harnessed the dark power of Santira to benefit J-Lo's career and personal life. Why don't I have a godmother like that? That's like a fairy godmother. Yeah, I stop reading my mind. (laughs) Let's, I don't know who that person is. Stevie Nicks. I mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, Stevie has admitted that she has high regard for witchcraft, but denies practicing. Really? Nevertheless, she appears in American Horror Story Coven as a witch version of herself, and it's fucking magical. Elvis's wife, Priscilla, revealed that the icon went through a brief occult phase. Whoa, who knew? The king... Speaking of the Olsons, Mary-Kate and Ashley sage everything all the time, constantly saging, Mary-Kate told Vogue in 2017. I don't want bad energy, she added. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Don't know that person. Heather Graham in 2009 revealed to MSN that she and her friends had a witch coven and that they had sent Barack Obama positive energies in hopes that he would become the next president. Heather the Good Witch. (laughs) All these. Well, here's a good one. Sammy Davis Jr. After attending a party that turned out to be a satanic gathering in 1968. You know, you walk in with the rat pack. Just turns out to be. You think it's going to be some blues bar and it's fucking satanic gathering in 1968. Davis then joined the Church of Satan. Oh, I did not know that. Me either. Patrick Swayze told the Philadelphia Inquirer that he absolutely believes in crystals. He even owned a magic wand. Oh, that's out there. That's surprising. Whoa, Jack Nicholson would be cool. <gasps> oh, just hearing him tell the story. I know, would be and that's so half cool. of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sybil Shepherd calls herself a Christian, pagan, Buddhist, goddess, worshiper. That's my religion. Put that on a business card. Yep, that's That covers everything. <laughs> and that should do it. I don't know who that person is either. So there you go. Some celebrities that are into the paranormal, the occult, and all the really yeah. cool things. I think we have a list of there. people we can reach out to for celebrity stories now. Oh, so smart. So very, very smart. Season three is out. You're going to get so sick of me talking about it. But get on Amazon Prime. Check it out. We are so freaking proud of this season. Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, Kitsy alone, the amount of hours she put into editing. Ugh, I don't again, like how we were talking about, we also have the day job. As some of you know, that's what I spend most of my day times doing. <laughs> um, so Kitsy did put in a ton of man hours in editing. And I missed my summer for you people. I'm just saying. <laughs> what summer? We yeah, None of us had a true. summer. We we have jet skis and they never left the driveway no, this year. they didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it really is incredible. It's a great season. The evidence that we got, the locations that we went to are just next level. And it really shows. And I mean, even the fans and the viewers are, are saying the same thing. Speaking of that, there was a really cool review from season three that I wanted to read. Um, this is from, oh, yeah, V-Y-K-T-O-H-R-I-A. I absolutely love watching these guys. I think they have a really unique approach to ghost hunting, and they achieve the perfect balance between having fun and doing serious research. That's really our goal. That's, I mean, we should put that on like our... <laughs> TBD cover if we had one. Well, because, and if you guys only listen and you don't watch, that's totally fine. But the way that we investigate... And I know that I've said this before, but the way that we investigate, like we go into places with open minds. Yes, we know the reputations that some of the places have, but we don't hold on to that when we start investigating. And it really translates into some of the evidence that we get. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil any of the locations. But when you go in kind of open minded and you're in there having fun, actually an investigation that we did a few years back, one that I was falling asleep during, like... I personally didn't have much happen at all, but we learned something there that I bring up almost every investigation. Right. Whereas if you are in a room and like harassing something to answer your questions and do tricks and do this and that and another, why are they going to? Imagine. I wouldn't. Exactly. Imagine you're sitting in a room, someone walks in and starts bickering and asking you questions. It's that another, you're not going to, you're not going to want to talk to them. Yeah. Whereas if you go in, just talk to each other. Even if that means like joking around, yep. whatever it may be, it seems that that draws in so much more well, energy. Think about it. If you're at a place, like let's go back to like high school when you're meeting new friends, things yeah. like that. You see a group of people over there having fun. You want to hang out with those people. Absolutely. Now, I'm just making shit up. But if I were a ghost, I'd want to hang out with the fun people and not the people screaming at me in the fucking corner. Right. So, and we do. We have a good time and we respect them. And yeah. We know our boundaries and yeah. and we don't we have no desire to go in and speak to all the evil supposedly demonic energies. Mm-hmm. If they're there, great. Yeah. We'll let them be cranky in the corner. We yeah. want to talk to the ones that are there that just have a true story to tell and that have been kind of overwhelmed by the bully in the corner yeah. that everyone else wants to talk to. Well, and we'll flat out say, we don't want to talk to you. Right, on the, we want to talk to somebody else. It's crazy because sometimes you'll hear it through the Wonder Box. You'll hear like maybe um, like a child's voice or a woman's voice or a man's voice. And then all of a sudden there's this louder like blah, 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 over it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not talking to you. And sure enough, like it works. Like that's the craziest things that it I works. It's I, ugh, I wish there was a manual that came with all this. It's But, the, but it's but the, impossible. Red Key was the perfect... Yeah. Situation just like that, which is in season three. So thank you so much for that awesome review. That was just part of it. We'll read the rest of it in another time. But yes, can you tell we're excited about season three? Yes, clearly. Three? I guess we should tell stories. Yeah. I, I can't even really categorize the subject of this 
article, so I'm just I'm just gonna go for it. Okay. Um, it's called the Alaska Triangle. Ooh. I'm I'm not really sure how I ended up with this story. My search began with looking for the Loch Ness monster that's supposed to be hidden under the Vatican that I heard about. Okay. On My favorite murder. I think Karen was joking. I hope so because I can't find anything about it online. Um, but I, nevertheless, here we are. A story <laughs> about the Alaska Triangle disappearing into thin air. And the insane stories go a little something like this. The Alaska Triangle connects the state's largest city of Anchorage to Juneau to Barrow. And right smack dab in the middle is some of North America's most dense and lush wilderness. I did proofread this one, by the way. (laughs) The area started to gain attention in October 1972 when a small private plane carrying U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, Alaska Congressman Nick Bajish, I just made up that pronunciation, and aide Russell Brown and their pilot Don Johns. I feel like that's a porn name. Anyway, (laughs) they quite absolutely vanished into thin air while flying from Anchorage to Juneau. For more than a month, 50 private planes, 40 military aircraft, plus dozens of boats covered the search area of 32,000 square miles, but there wasn't a single trace of the plane, the men, the wreckage, or debris were ever found. I mean, Whoa. like, ever. Not even to this what? day. Yeah. So from that day on, more planes went down. Hikers went missing. Alaskan residents and tourists seemed to vanish into thin air. In fact, since 1988, more than 16,000 people have disappeared in the Alaska Triangle. And never turned up. 16,000. But they never turned up. I don't, I don't have those facts. I'm sure some of them did, but a lot of them what? have not. Well, I mean, it says disappeared, so maybe they, they did just disappear. Um, with a missing person rate at more than twice the national average for, per state. Fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Um, in any given year, 500 to 2,000 people go missing in Alaska, never to be seen again. That seems pretty accurate. That's, that's a lot. Think about like hikers, all... Like, that happens a lot. That's why people shouldn't do that stuff. Like, avalanches. It, so you go, you go out in the wilderness. Little, kids like, go out in the wilderness. side story. I'm, like, terrified of avalanches. As well you should be. Like, terrified. Because it's one of those things that, it, like, rarely does it kill you when it hits you. Oh, but like, you, you suffocate. suffocate. As this, as and you cold. freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. Not fun at all. Sorry. No, you're fine. Authorities conduct hundreds of rescue missions, most often return without finding the missing person, missing person or any evidence at all. There you go. There's the answer to your question, which let me put this into perspective. The entire state has less population than the city of San Francisco of people who live in Alaska. Okay. And all, that many people Whoa. go missing. So it's tour, it's everybody. Maybe that's why the population's so low. I don't know. Legend and lore lists many reasons of why so many people go missing in this 193 square mile or 500,000 square kilometer, for those of you who like to make math hard, much harder than it should be. Um, Reason number one. Tell me you didn't see this coming. Aliens. 
Hopefully. (laughs) One can only hope. In 1986, a Japanese plane was flying from Iceland to Anchorage when it came across three UFOs. The three identified flying objects objects followed the airliner for approximately 400 miles right through the Alaska Triangle. One of the objects was said to be twice the size of an aircraft carrier, while the other two were smaller in size. The crew reported seeing flashing lights following their plane. Air traffic controllers also witnessed something unidentifiable on the radar that was reportedly as close as five miles away from the plane. The pilot claimed that one point that two smaller ships appeared directly in front of the plane at a pretty close range. He described the two small ships and the mothership disappearing and reappearing quickly, moving fast and stopping suddenly, which is impossible for a normal airliner to do. So in order to escape the UFOs, the pilot received permission from the ground crew to fly at a lower altitude while making several turn, turns to elude the objects. So I'm, I'm picturing this guy just like just sw- yes, upside down, sideways, all this stuff. Um, the Uf- UFOs eventually disappeared, although the pilot claimed that he had thought the entire encounter lasted much longer than the 32 minutes that it did. Okay, if I'm in a plane... Let's say I'm piloting said plane, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm being pursued by a UFO. Listen, I'm just letting it happen. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do. No, absolutely not. What? So why risk crashing yourself (laughs) trying to evade this ultimate adventure? Abducted by aliens. Whoa! Just like straight out of the plane. (laughs) Okay. Reason number two people give: swirling energy vortexes. This is going to get a little sciencey. Okay. Um, some believe that the Alaska's the Alaskan Triangle is located in vile vortices, which means to us not so science folks that it's an extreme electric, magnetic, and electromagnetic that it has extreme electric, magnetic, and electromagnetic anomalies. In addition. Two energy vortexes. That's a lot of fucking energy. I'm not even going to go into that um, thing, any, the description anymore. <laughs> but um, other places that had these same uh, swirling energy vortexes, the Bermuda Triangle. I was going to ask. Um, the Hamikula Volcano in Hawaii. The Devil's Sea in Japan. The North and South Poles. Um, the pyramids of Egypt. So anywhere supernaturally mm-hmm. apparently has these vortexes. Reason number three, my favorite and yours, the hairy man himself, Bigfoot. Just snatching him up. Just snatch. Well, maybe he's, he doesn't hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> I did. I followed up which and said, which as we all know, wouldn't harm a damn soul. With huge amounts of forests and uncharted wilderness, Alaska is certainly a perfect location for the big one to hide out. There are numerous reports of Bigfoot sightings throughout the entire state. Some reports include evidence of nesting sites, a possible Bigfoot skeleton. Why is this the first time I've heard of that and who killed him? (laughs) Because I will come get you. Um, And unidentified hair samples. Some witnesses have been reported seeing a swimming Sasquatch during their encounters. Oh. I bet he's the best smelling Sasquatch. Why? He's bathing. 
Swimming. Oh, depends on that water. Mm, true. Could be like Lake Monroe. Right. When a dog gets out of the lake or like Ooh. out of water, they don't smell good. No, that's true. Some village villages have even relocated as a result from the terrifying encounters with Bigfoot, which is surprising because the common understanding is that the creature prefers isolated areas and is generally quite peaceful. See? Um, if Bigfoot is as confrontational as people in Alaska claim it to be, it's a possibility that this creature is perhaps the reason why some people go missing, especially in the wilderness, if they come face to face with it. Okay. It's another theory. Yeah. Okay, but mm. this is the big one. Okay. Reason number four, the theory of the Otter Man. Have you heard of the Otter Man? No. It's cryptid galore going on here right now. Yes, you heard me right. I said fucking Otter Man. I mean, what the fuck? Mark this cryptid off on your list of things you never knew existed. Well, the story of the Otter Man goes a little something like this craziness. Alaska's sea otter population was completely decimated during the 19th century due to fur trade. It's recently come back up and things are fine with all the lovely otters slash rapists. Um, While we might think these animals are the sweetest things on the planet, no, they're not. I didn't add this to my story, but did you know otters will rape other otters? What? Yes! They look so sweet. And they they hold hands when they sleep. And they do. But they're rapists. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't have had that drink. Anywho, while we might think these animals are the sweetest things on the planet, the Tlingit people have a legend about them that will keep you up at night. The Tlingit believe that some otters are actually shapeshifters that look like men. These creatures have an evil purpose to tap their victims, to trap their victim souls and prevent them from reincarnation. Wow. Yeah. Dark. Super dark. Um, these shape-shifting otters are called Kushtaka. Kushtaka. And the legend goes like this. As you're walking through the village or hunting in the woods or fishing in the sea, a man or group of men will approach you. These men look just like kinsmen. This is the lore. I mean, normal sure. person yeah. is what it means. And if you don't have a clue that they're really the kind of, How do I pronounce it? Kushtaka. Um, in some cases, these malevolent creatures appear when you're lost, injured, and claim that they intend to rescue you. However, they lead you deeper into the wilderness and either tear you into pieces. What? <laughs> or lost my spot. Uh, tear you into pieces or turn you into a Kushtaka, which prevents your soul from being able to reincarnate so if you're in an avalanche and you see an otter man come to you he's not gonna help you noted just go to sleep (laughs) the look on his face i wish you could see it anyway um luckily there is one safeguard against the kushtaka Alexa's truly most cutest animal is one that's plentiful around the region. It's dogs. So I guess the Kushtaka are scared of dogs. Just think of all the the little huskies up there. Right. So puppies for the win. Um, So and then there's reason for more than half of the nation's. No, I think I'm on five. Maybe six. It was five. Um, More than half of the nation's federally designated wilderness lies in Alaska. Who knew? 
Well, I'm sure a lot of people know that. <laughs> right. So if you look at it that way, it's the fucking forest that kills you. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I meant. Like just the exactly. amount of hikers that go missing. We were on a hike in Arizona just back who knows when. Um, And there was literally like a sign with a tally that said this many people have died this year. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even like a strenuous. That that's what gets me. Why do people go there? <laughs> I just don't understand. And like, I'm sorry if you've had someone who's passed away on a hike. I we, yes. Um, and I'm not being insensitive. What I'm saying is like I don't understand how on a six mile like three miles there, three mile back, you can die. That's terrifying. Like yes, if you're like on jagged edge like cliffs, okay, I get it. But like that was all flat. Yeah. In I Arizona. Know. Yeah, and and the, and the, and, the and it was like three hundred people. Oh, what in one year? In a year, and that was like June. It was before Ace Arizona. Yeah, so it was even January. So oh, maybe that was last year's. Yeah. Hours. Okay, let's go with that. Because <laughs> damn, if that many people died in one month. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is reason three hundred forty-five thousand five hundred and forty one why camping for me is a night at the no-tell motel in the shadier side of town it's still safer than camping and hiking so i'm gonna leave it up to you guys it could be any of these reasons but damn that's a lot of people just keep your ass from camping people and you won't fucking disappear a lot of people yeah so i got a lot of information i'm gonna try tagging if you will the sources yeah i get things from so a huge shout out to legends of america website to the only in your state website and to the tip ends with a z website for making me look way smarter than i actually am <laughs> all the electromagneticness yeah and i cut most of that out so y'all are lucky <laughs> no that's cool and um so i don't know i don't i doubt you know this um because it's something that we probably have never talked about. But one of my like bucket list, just life things is to see orcas like in the wild, like be like kayaking. And I have like an actual killer whale, like and flip you over and then you drown. See, they don't (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, I've gone whale watching. Really? It wasn't, they smell terrible. Well, I just want to see orcas. So, okay. Around like my birthday ish, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know how we have like that downtime that like we James and I typically go somewhere. Yeah. So that's also when he's getting off the ship. So I was like, and it turns into like my birthday trip. I'm like I, and around that time of the year, orcas are in like the Vancouver, Canada, like Alaska area. Oh neat. And so I was like, don't go in the triangle. Well, <laughs> listen, if the whales are there, you want to see me act like a child. <laughs> see this orca it is terrifying though they are they're massive massive. but they're so beautiful maybe i'll just like back step a little bit and just do one of the like the boat tours that's what we a kayak might be a little that scares me what type of whales did you see do you remember where were you we were um in plymouth massachusetts oh and they had the whale watching tours out there I'm Alzheimer's years old. I have pictures of them. Were they bumpy? Yes. Were they humpback whales? Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. I have a bunch of photos on one of my phones. It's really terrible. I don't really care about any other whale except 
orcas. I love all the whales. I just think killer whales are so fascinating because of how smart they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like the dolphins of the whales. Right. But they're even <laughs> smarter than dolphins. Are they? I didn't yes, know Yes, because they like hunt in, in like packs and they like use the current. So they'll like swim by a little chunk of ice to make it like start rocking and they'll like follow one after another to make it more rocky because the seal's on it oh. until the ice like capsizes and the seal falls in. Wow. Or they'll have like two swim on each side of it to make it flip over so that one can grab. Like they're crazy smart. That's insane. My daughter-in-law is terrified of whales. It's like an irrational fear of hers. Really? Like she doesn't even like to look at photos of them. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. I'm going to sabotage her now. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. (laughs) She doesn't. It's too scary. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So mine kind of like yours, it's hard to like put it into a category because it's like, is it cryptid? Is it urban legend? But because of the feedback we got when I did the whole incident um, in the UK with the the sisters that went crazy and like Love all that. that story. So sightings of big cats in the UK are more frequent than naturalists might expect. Since the 1760s, when Wilbert Cabet, then a, a, just a boy, saw a large cat at Waverly Abbey near Farnborough, he was supposedly bitten, you know, okay. whatever. I mean, Instances. That big, you think they'd eat him, but. Right. But again, like 1760, that's so long ago. Instances of people spotting apparently alien cats is actually very well documented. Really? Yes. Perhaps the most famous alleged big cat was the Beast of Bodmin Moor, which was the subject of a scientific investigation in 1995. After 20 years or so of sightings, alleged livestock killings, and tracks found by the public. The scientists who carried out a very limited investigation into the subjects found no evidence that the beast existed, but locals remain convinced that there is a thriving population of large predatory felines living on the Cornish moor. What? Also, so like <laughs> this next paragraph has all the the British <laughs> neighborhood, like just, you know, just get ready. Good luck. It. Oh, it's very English. That's yeah. like what's nice. But so, according to media reports, mysterious big cats have been seen all over Britain, including in Staffordshire, Lincolnshire, Devon, Fife, and Hertfordshire. However, many of the sightings over the years have been exposed as hoaxes or just mistakes. The Hampshire tiger caused a major scare in 2011. So, like, oh, not even long ago, the police force was scrambled and experts were on hand with tranquilizer darts. It turned out to be a life-size stuffed animal. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Swear. So curiously <laughs> enough, there's video footage such as a leopard near Stroud, or maybe it's Stroud, captured by members of the public. And it's, But always it's very blurred and usually taking from a very long distance away. So they look like Bigfoot photos. Exactly. But some experts have still been convinced by some of them. Occasionally, the animals have been killed, such as the cat recently identified as the Canadian lynx that was shot in Newton Abbott, Devon, around 1903. That that particular animal had apparently been living in the area for some time, to judge from the isotope evidence extracted from its stuffed carcass by modern investigators, there is no way to tell whether or not it was, like, had been living in the wild or some person just had an exotic... Oh, yeah. Cat. Yeah. 
So, and I should have said this at the beginning, there aren't any native large cats in the UK. No, I can't imagine. Okay. <laughs> it's a very big island. Right. So scientists have made considerable efforts to get to the bottom of some of these sightings. And forensic techniques such as tooth pit analysis has identified a tooth large... pit or tooth pick? Pit. Has identified a large cat as being the perpetrator of livestock deaths in West Wales. So they like get these. They're like the skinwalkers of the yeah, UK. Literally, they get this livestock. They're like, well, those teeth marks are fit a, a big ass cat. The analysis looks at the remains of prey animals to find clues to the identity of the predators and marks they make while feeding. In this case, the researchers found tooth marks that suggested a medium sized cat considerably larger than a domestic cat, had attacked sheep and a foal. This is among the most conclusive evidence so far that such animals are out there in the UK. One of the reasons that, quote-unquote, big cat stories are so fascinating is the feeling of mystery that just attaches to them. How did the creatures arrive in Britain? How long have they been there? Um, Were they brought there by aliens? Exactly. Um, Because, I mean, the... Stories go back hundreds of years. So it's like, when and where did this all start? Our allergies would go insane. Oh, Uh -uh. terrible. (laughs) The reality is likely to be much more mundane. So prior to the implementation of the, and this is real, the Dangerous and Wild Animals Act of 1976. Okay. Yep. Many people of all walks of life over there kept exotic animals in their homes. Just, it was very normal for people to just have exotic animals. Okay. Like lizards and everything, snakes? like tigers and just ev- like everything. There wasn't a law saying you can't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So when that act came in, it became apparent that owners would need to be licensed and comply with strict welfare and safety rules. So some people probably decided just release them, so that they weren't like fined or anything That's like that. Slightly terrifying. It is unlikely that those type of animals would survive in the wild. Just. Like having been in a home, you know, and well, if you're I mean, they could dig through garbage and shit like that, but, right? But but just, not in the wild, exactly. But I did say that it would only take one male and one female for them Truth. to be all of a sudden have you know twenty little kittens, um, <laughs> not so little kittens, right? It was alleged that a woman, Mary Chipperfield of the famous Chipperfield Circus released three pumas, including a breeding pair, onto Dartmoor when her zoo was closed down in 1978. So do you just go, move along, little doggy, or little kitty? L- I, pumas. I, what? What are these people thinking? But the thing was, her zoo closed down yeah. as part of the circus. Well, you find a freaking She couldn't zoo. get the, like, the permits or whatever to have them herself. herself so, but like... Where do you go to release them? It's not I, like you put them in your trunk. It's not like there's a jungle in the UK. Yes. So whatever your particular stance on the subject of Britain's hidden big cat population, it is unlikely that they're going to go away. With more than 250 years of alleged sightings, it is one of the more persistent urban myths, if it even is a myth. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, I like the idea that there are families of you know big feline predators living out there just in the UK, just happy as can be. Just like hiding under double-decker buses. Yes, and, you know, yeah. just minding their own business. In and the tube. getting on, you know, as best as they can. Oh, my God. But I was like, is that urban legend? Is it cryptid? Because, like, the first one, they called it, like, a beast. Yeah. Um, but 
But it's got a, that urban legend vibe like the alligators in the sewer of New York exactly. City. But it's very similar, actually. The amount of and there are so many witness reports where yeah. like this person, this person. And I wasn't going to say all because they're all more or less the same. Like we were doing this and saw a big cat, you a know, a big cat. And we couldn't get a picture of him because he's right. Blurry. But literally almost 300 years of people seeing them. Yeah. And like with the the livestock, like they have livestock carcasses with the bite marks and the. And what else could that be? You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Big cats. It's a tough one. Chipperfields, well, where Pumas. They, where the fuck are they hiding? Are they hiding in Stonehenge? Henge? Stonehenge? I think England's a lot bigger than we think it is. Oh, I know it's huge, but I, I, <laughs> I picture everything is sprawling meadows with right, no there's trees. No, like, no trees. <laughs> Unless it's like a park. Yeah, I know that's not true because where Sophie and David live um, from Not for the Dinner Table, the podcast, it's it's very wooded. Where do they live? It's something really cute sounding. Sophie and David, are you listening? Have you seen the big cats? Well, we actually, believe it or not, a lot of our Nikki. listeners and viewers yeah. are in the UK. So that's why after I did my last story that was based in the UK, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look for something else. And it was one of those where I was doing a very vague search. And I first saw it because I don't remember what year it was, but a large cat escaped a zoo and it like started this riot oh, of sure. people saying like, now we're going to have wild cats everywhere <laughs> with pitchforks and torches. Right. Um, but no. And then I just, you know how it goes. You go down this hole and the oh, next yeah. thing you know, <laughs> it's like me trying to find the Loch Ness monster under yeah. the Vatican end up in Alaska. Yeah. So if you decide to go do anything outdoors in the UK, don't just don't don't count out large cats. The story and the title of this podcast would be "Stay Inside." People. <laughs> the moral of the story: Don't go into any kind of wilderness. Right. Holy shit! It's almost been an hour already. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, I don't even think we have time for a listener no, story, guys. Not any I'm of the so listener sorry. stories we have, everybody's been writing us I know, novels. We've got these novels that we, we could, are dying like, have to have a read book you guys. published. Real quick, um, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't sent in a quick little two-minute audio clip to us at oddityfilescrew at Gmail, we're looking for your help to celebrate you during our one-year anniversary. So just record it on your phone. Tell them how to do it because you're the wizard. Yeah. So if you have an iPhone, if you're an Android user, I'm sorry, um, Google, <laughs> Google it. I don't know. Um, but if you have an iPhone, just open up voice memos and it's pretty self-explanatory. There's a giant red button. Just press that and then you'll see it starts counting. Um, and then you can just talk like you're on the phone or on speakerphone and it will record your story. And then when you're done, just hit that red button again and then it'll save it. And there's actually just a thing in the bottom left to share it and then that's where you can email it over to us but we just want to know your your favorite parts of the podcast we want to know your favorite parts of the tv show your favorite stories we've ever told and why um or even if you just want to do a, a quick little shout out we yeah. just want the episode to be you yeah try and keep it under two minutes if not i may let some of you slide because <laughs> i'm easy like that um, also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We have since put um, the contest 
kind of by the wayside because the last winter I still haven't sent her shit out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will get that to you. I swear things are finally quieting down. Maybe we'll just call it your Christmas gift. I don't know. We're just going to go that right. But if you guys could pop over to Apple Podcasts, if you have it available to you, and rate, review, and subscribe, that's how we find new listeners and new yep. listeners find us. Also, season three. And we want your feedback on season yeah, three please. on Amazon. Drop us an email. Um, add us on all the socials. We want to know what you guys think. Rate it on Prime. Yes, absolutely. And uh, let us know what your favorite episode is. That's what I've been asking people. Once they're like, I binged all the the episodes. I'm like, well, what's your favorite episode? What is your favorite episode? I think my favorite episode, oh, it, it depends on why. Like my favorite being the investigator was Waverly. Okay. For obvious reasons. Yeah. But I don't know why I love the Opera House so much just as a viewer. It, it was, well, Carter's reaction to whatever he saw. I'm not spoiling right. anything. And then you... Sitting in the back and just... And right after that, we moved somewhere and we were just cutting up. Talk about an emotional roller coaster ride. But then, like, we had so much fun down in the basement with yes. the spirit we talked to there. And yeah. I think as a whole, on the viewer side of things, the, the opera house, which is so surprising. Like, talk about an investigation that... Like you go into not really expecting a lot. Yeah. Um, well, we were the first people to investigate, yeah. which I think has been some of our best investigations. Right. Because again, we have no like, we have nothing to None. lead us or, you know. Yeah. Because I'm, as you know, a firm believer in that. Like I hate when I know. I know. When I know like what's happened in a certain room. and I think we've gotten to the point where we'll take that with a grain of salt and we'll still. Somewhat. And we're not looking for that. We're yeah. looking for. I always want a different story than what everybody else yeah. gets from a location. So still that Bobby Mackey's that story you did at Galaxy Con Minneapolis that backed up every I know, so feeling wild. we. And, you know, I know we're running late. But I was thinking about that story and about that spirit that you talked about. That probably isn't the only guy that had that happen to him. I know. You know? So yeah. there may have been a female involved at some point. I don't know. Anyway, Amazon Prime, tell us your favorite episodes. My favorite episode is Bobby Mackey's just because it's just fucking poetic. It really is great. And the evidence you guys even get to see is yeah. fucking insane. It is. So on that note, where does the new cool? Goodbye. Ghost on.